gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is January the 12th, 2020, and you're listening to The Three Cows. Woo! Yeah, I definitely got to get, like, some sound effects for the show now. Alright, that works too. Alright, guys, you heard it. I'm Chaz Evans with my lovely, 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 and I mean lovely co-hosts, partners, whatever you want to call yourselves. We'll go down the list. This time, we're going to start off with the one, the only, little JJ. What's up? How you doing? Pleasure to be on the show. Pleasure to be on the show. (laughs) Alrighty then. That's it. So then, we also got the bruiser, the big dog. That's right. Cliff, the big red dog. And now my catchphrase. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. And last, but not certainly the least. He is the 25 world champion. He is Mr. Swole Idol, Christopher J. Idol. You know, every time you say that number, the more I don't think that's correct. <laughs> but I'm happy to be here. Listen, all I know is the actual number is ridiculous. So that's what's what's up guys? How's your your week has been? Uh, you know, I mean it's been good for me. Uh, you know, just you know, wrestling's wrestling and then it's not it's it's like there's no no big titles. Nothing nothing happened this week at all. Like, yeah, it's low key. It's it's like a good news week when you know that nothing major has ever happened in a wrestling week this week. True, that's true. What about you, you, Josh? I know you're still seething. I'm pissed because my Ravens choked. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening to this, this is recording on the 12th. So this is the Sunday after the divisional AFC game and the Baltimore Ravens choked. And I mean choked. Kind of like Paige, and then ah. anyway. Oh my god! Just, no, they choked. Oh. Oh choke. <laughs> so, us Baltimoreans are not in the happiest of moods. Well, what about you, Mister Idol? How's how's your week been? My week's been pretty cool. I, I can't complain. Oh, okay, that's good. That's good. Well, I can tell you what's been good, and that's the response we've been getting from our premiere show last week. I heard through the grapevine that everyone loved it. So I guess that's a big thumbs up for us. So I guess we can give ourselves a pat on the back. I can't reach my back, so I'm not even going to try. Oh, my God. Get someone to pat your back for you then, Mr. Idol. So let's get on right to it. We got some juicy topics, some racist things, and... We're just going to get right started. So, um, 
if you've been living under a rock in the wrestling world, then you probably don't know what's been going on with maybe as of right now. The, she is possibly the future TNA champion, Tessa Blanchard. So it was a report that um, she's a bully. She has um, bullied other women wrestlers. Uh, Chelsea Green has come out. Big Swole, just to name a few. And she also, at one point, used the N-word in Japan. So, yeah, yes, yes, Josh. Yes, yes. That's, That's the answer. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, the Twitter world, the, the social media has been a buzz. People are talking about Tessa Blanchard. So, especially, especially now that it was the day before, probably her, the most historic match in women's wrestling history at this point. So, everyone has an opinion. Some people are saying that, oh, she's a racist. Some people saying that we don't support bullying, so we don't support Tessa. Some people are like, well, she wrestles good. So, let's do it how we normally do. Should Tessa Blanchard be punished? We're going to send it off to start us off this week with the big red dog, Claire. What do you think? That is not fair that you are talking about a white person calling another person the N-word and then asking the white person to speak on it. <laughs> it's I – I see racism. I know what it looks like. It's exactly what's going on here. So should she be punished? Yes, she should. But how? What do you do? Tell her that she can't win the Impact title? Like is, is that the punishment we get? We just like, oh, hey, you're not – you're not going to wrestle on this promotion anymore? Like, I, I guess, like, how do you punish someone for saying something like that? Do you just let Sammy Callahan, like, deck her in the face? Because that probably is not going to solve it. Like, anything you do right now is just, is bad press. You know what I mean? Like, how would you attack that situation? Um, for me, she should be punished, but I just, I don't have her win the title. And then write her off TV for a few weeks. I guess I just, I, I really don't know what the wrestling world would do for that kind of punishment. You know what I mean? Right. So, Josh, we were talking about this in the car. What do you think? You know what? This racist bully needs to get punished. I wouldn't but, call her a racist, though. She, I mean... <laughs> a racist, racist bully. That's what she is. She's a racist bully, okay? And, but anyway, back to my point. I agree with I agree with Cliff. There should be a punishment. I don't know how, but like Cliff said, I don't know how you would particularly punish her. I would say probably like lose <laughs> the title match in like ten seconds, maybe or something. Like have her get embarrassed or something. I don't know. But that's still like as Cliff would say. Is bad press, and you don't really want bad press. I don't think Impact wants bad press, especially not now. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But, yes, I think there should be a punishment. Maybe she gets written off a couple of shows, maybe. Or maybe she jobs out to some people. I don't know. 
there should be there should be something that should be done, you know, to let people know, oh, you, you cannot do this. So I don't know. But there should be a punishment. Okay. I mean, um, go ahead. I was gonna say, if it happens in another country, is it is it still is it still a bad thing? Because like it happened in Japan. It's not like it happened in America. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, racism is racism. <laughs> Whether you're in Japan, China, Africa, Russia, uh, boom, shakalaka. <laughs> I feel, I feel like that's not a real place. <laughs> it's not, but racism it is. is racism. No, no, I've been there. Uh, it's real. It's real. <laughs> it's been. It's right next to Wakanda. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. But uh, go ahead, uh, Chris. Um. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's some racist ass shit she said. Um, <laughs> hmm, but should she be punished? Um, what are you gonna do to her? She's the biggest star in Impact. Impact's got an entire pay per view built around her. There's a lot of people that bought the pay per view solely to see her match. So. What do you do? Hmm. I don't know. See, that's the, that's my thing. Like, do you right. slap her? Like, I'm like, okay. Slap her with, like, a real heavy fine. That's what I... That would be my solution. But... It's such a WWE thing to do, though. Yeah. We find her $500,000 for saying that word. In the past. Well, because people want a bad word. So you got to do something. They're not going to fire her. That's not. Oh, happen. no. Like, that's oh, not. No. no, you fire like, Tessa Blanchard. No. You might as well just kiss every chance of competing with AEW and ROH and WWE out the window. So, I, yeah, no, you can't fire her. But. I can't fire her. There's got to be something because we have to address the issue. That's 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 the yeah. that's the crime of it. We have to address the issue because we like. I think we talked about this on the uh, the preview show with the ACH. Like, there's an issue that has to be brought up. Like it it has to be dealt with. Now, how you do it? Like I agree with Chris. There's there's a whole pay per view. Tonight, you know, of recording this, T- uh, TNA's pay-per-view is built around Tessa Blanchard winning the TNA title from Sammy Callahan. That's what the whole show is about. About her. You could care less about anything else going on that show. But the one thing that everybody He's going to talk about and going to remember what Tessa Blanchard did. Yeah. So, I also yeah. want to point out Tully Blanchard's her dad, and Tully was definitely a bully as well, so it's probably, you know, hereditary. Damn. <laughs> was he really? He said it was hereditary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you, you've never heard the story of when uh, Turner was buying... Uh, 
Jim Crockett Promotions and they interviewed everyone about how they felt about Dusty's work as a booker. No, and, and everyone said Dusty was great except Tully, who said, yeah, this booking's a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I think Dusty's a piece of shit. <laughs> and, he, and he wasn't allowed to ride on the private plane anymore because he told his honest opinion to, tur- to uh, Turner Broadcasting. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's crazy. That's one way of writing yourself out. Right, right. But I... <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you know, she's a bully, okay, and <laughs> yeah, because uh, I mean, that's the wrestling culture. I mean, like, okay, uh, that's that's the culture there. So, no law that says you 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 can't be a mean person. <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> No, I, there's not a lot that says you can't. Be. But there, but there is consequences for those actions. You know, obviously right. you saw it with with Tully being kicked off the private plane. Tessa, yeah. I mean, she could, I guess, like row a boat from Japan to the show. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you punish well, her. The lesson to be learned here is um, bully white people, not black people. That's that's oh. what I hear. Oh, that's what got her in trouble. Yeah. That's why I've only won the television title in WCF and not the main title because I'm white. I got it. Yeah, there's a quota. You know, Cliff, there's a quota. <laughs> you see, yeah. Havoc and AJ, they already had it, so you can't have it. You have to wait for the rollover. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Great. So what I understood is that on the next view, and they're like, "All right, maybe we'll let Cliff have it now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> two of us think that Tessa suit she should be punished. Two of us think, yeah, not really, because well, what the heck you gonna do? So I guess here three count. We're a little, we're even on this one, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, or even. All right. Well, then we'll go on to the next topic. So, it was informed to me and, well, everyone else in the wrestling community that there was a wrestler of the year of 2019 for Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And do we know who this person is? Because I'm actually upset about it. Adam Cole, baby! Yep. Adam Cole, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Adam Cole is um, Pro Wrestling Illustrated's 2019 Wrestler of the Year. Let's just forget about Nick Aldis, about Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Okada. Let's just forget about them, right? But because Adam Cole and NXT is the hot thing right now, that's wrestler of the year. But I digress right now. We'll start with you, Chris. Do you agree? Is Adam Cole the wrestler of the year? I do agree. And of here's why. Of course. So you, you got to remember <laughs> that Pro Wrestling Illustrated 
is written largely in the world of kayfabe. And they consider kayfabe accomplishments. So if you look at 2019, Adam Cole spent most of that year as a champion. Adam Cole is on TV relatively every week, as opposed to, let's say, Okada. Okada doesn't wrestle every week. Okada wrestles, few, you know, a couple times a month. He's not on TV every week putting out bangers. But when he, you know, when he does wrestle, he puts on bangers. But he's not out there every week. He's not at, he doesn't do house shows. And he's not on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, all of these places. So I agree. You, now, Nick Aldis is cool. Nick Aldis doesn't wrestle every week. Jericho's cool. Jericho doesn't wrestle every week. Jericho's promos and character work have been amazing, but Jericho's matches this year, they've been eh, they've been aight. There's there hasn't been an amazing Jericho match in 2019. I love Jericho. I'm sorry. Amazing promos, amazing character work, amazing build, yes, amazing matches. No. Nick Aldis, Nick Aldis is fantastic, but he's not wrestling all the time. He's wrestling sparing. To me, if you take all that into account, Adam Cole. Adam Cole's the man. Yeah. Oh, Chaz have a stroke? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It it's technical difficulties. But I mean, I have to I have to agree, man, that Adam Cole is I mean he, he is consistently every week he's in and out. He's the best wrestler. Like on a consistent level, his matches are continuously. We just talked about it, right? And like you see that. Like we're talking like on a, we're talking on a consistent basis. Like yeah, of course Adam Cole doesn't wrestle every week, but he wrestles almost every week as opposed to anybody else that's out there. And I feel on that consistency level, that's why he deserves the spot. Well, can we? Okay, so. Can we name anybody else who knocked out banger matches against Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, the War Games match? He had his own triple threat match going on at Survivor Series. Like, he was consistently doing all this. In one week, we talk about all the great matches that he had. I agree. I think Adam Cole should have been named that. And, yes, you can talk about you can talk about Chris Jericho, you know, and I know this is Chaz's favorite wrestler. But his matches this year, man, just not – as consistent as they usually are. I mean, Adam are yeah, I said it. Hangman Page and Jericho. Hangman Man, Page and Chris amazing, Jericho was not a good match. I'm sorry, I'll say it. Jericho match he had this year that was better than any match Adam Cole had this year. Name one? Name, Name one. one. <laughs> for those for those who cannot see Jericho His and Cody. Face Jericho and Cody, Cody was Jericho not and Cody. I do. I, yeah, I think. Yes, I disagree. I, I think Jericho and Cody was probably the best match of the year. That's a lie. That's All a right, lie. But, well, what do you think? would like to speak with you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Bate and Walter would wipe their ass with that Jericho and Cody match. Cody Rhodes is probably my favorite wrestler. <laughs> I I believe that the Jericho and Cody match, and y'all can fight me on it, is better than the Tyler Bate and Walter match. 
I mean, you can fight you on it because wow. Wow. a lot of other people would agree no. that Walter and Tyler were better than Chris and Cody. I'm sorry, man. Like that match was was fire. But if we're talking it about Adam Cole, yo, I'm sorry, but I got more out of Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan than I did from Jericho's match with Cody. Same. I know, but it. I mean, it is what it is on that part, man. Like, we elevated a new... They elevated a star. He was consistent with Dan Bryan in the storytelling storytelling aspect. And it had no build. It was just like, oh, hey, by the way, here's Adam Cole. He wants to fight Dan Bryan. And he put on a better match than Cody and Chris. What did Cody do in the match? He just kissed the steel steps and busted his face open. That's what, the, that's what we're going to remember from that match. And the fact that MJF had the heel turn, that's what sold that match. It wasn't the fact that it was two, and I'll give hey, it was two good wrestlers putting on a good match. But the problem was, is that you had two better wrestlers and Brian and Cole put on this amazing story with only 15 minutes. Fine. We can agree <laughs> to disagree. <laughs> Josh, what do you think? My opinion? You're, yes, you're a wrestler of the year. Is Adam Cole? Baby. <laughs> <laughs> um when you're when you're looking at it and you try to compare on who really had like a better year. It's it's kind of hard not to pick Adam Cole, you know. And like I love Jericho, you know I love Jericho, but I I just I just think Adam Cole. Hey, ah yeah, I, yeah 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 I just I yeah Adam Cole man. But but then Chris Jericho, I I have been a little biased because you know I love Chris Jericho. I mean, look at Chris Jericho won. He's yes, the I inaugural. <laughs> hey, don't come for the dad bod. <laughs> okay. When you have kids, oh, I don't want to hear that. Jericho's had kids since '05, and he got fat like in the last year and a half. <laughs> Listen, he's on tour. He's on tour. He's on tour with Fozzie. Tokyo Dome with him. You see how old he is? No, you can't blame kids. <laughs> Chris Jericho <laughs> is the inaugural, the first AEW world champion. Yeah. He is the first one. I think uh-huh. that speaks more than we're talking but he won that in August. <laughs> like, hey, I give credit though, right? He was the IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Right, he won like... the AEW. He won the AEW title. But overall, when you look at it, like Adam Cole, like he had the match with Johnny Gargano. He had the two uh, out of three yes. fall match that was amazing. He had the singles match that was amazing. He um, then he had uh, matches with he's had matches with Keith Lee, 
that were amazing. Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins. Like, we can list everybody off. And it's not like we're talking about bums. I mean, pro wrestling PWI talks about how much they love Daniel Bryan. And who did Daniel Bryan put over? Adam Cole, baby. baby. True. What about John? Well, Chris Jericho, he he beat everybody. <laughs> I mean, he got pinned by one person pretty much the whole of the year, and that was Scorpio Sky. Like, let's be real. Yeah. You know what I mean, just like Jericho's he, been having good matches. They just haven't been as great as Adam Cole's. Baby. <laughs> I would honestly, if we're going, if we're not going to pick Jericho, I would still pick. Johnny Gargano then over Adam Adam Cole. But the problem with the problem with Johnny G, right? And I'll 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 give you I'll give you that. If Johnny Gargano never got hurt towards the towards the fourth quarter, I would say definitely. You could definitely put that a run. You're but right. he yeah, missed I forgot about a good injury. portion. Yeah, he's been yeah, he's been he was out basically like like yeah. Cliff said, the the last quarter of the year, Gargano missing an action. Like, I think the only other person that you really put up there, like, in that same category of, like, consistent wrestler, I would say Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley, because John, like, when he came in to um, Double or Nothing, bro, the building blew up, and I, in New Japan, he blew up there. And he was helping put some guys over. He was on a huge winning streak in Japan. Like he was having great matches. And then he got he got what is the staff infection? He had to miss a couple shows. Yeah. Like overall, like I would have said that's the person. That's the next person I would have said. That would be my number two top wrestler. Right. That'd be a good ass. Good case for number two. But same thing. He wasn't wrestling like every week. Still, like a couple times a month. So it's really hard. It's really hard to not say Adam Cole. I'm still not saying Adam Cole. Baby. You're entitled to your wrong opinion, and we still love you. (laughs) (laughs) You see how how they do me? Now, we talk about a debate it, show, and you're trying to debate us, and we're winning the debate. How's that feel? <laughs> this is your show. You're losing the debate. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was funny. Okay, moving on. So, Brock Lesnar. We just found out that he... He's going to enter number one, the WWE champion, will be in the Royal Rumble. Last week, we talked about who might possibly throw him out. But now let's talk about Brock and his placement on Monday Night Raw. We all know Monday Night Raw is a drag to get through these days. Three hours is a long time. Long time to keep me interested. Long time, period. So, is Brock Lesnar the problem with Monday Night Raw? Mm. Who wants to start this off? I mean, nobody. I, no one. I, 
I was scared that Brock's going to come and eat you guys. Hell no, I'm not scared of Brock Lesnar. I will tell you right now, Brock Lesnar is not the problem. He is at least somewhat of a draw into why I want to watch Raw when Brock shows up. The rest of the show sucks ass. Not just, <laughs> just ass. Sucks the hole. The hole in the ass. The asshole, for those of you who are trying to figure out what I'm saying. Like, you have all these fucking squash match- matches that don't yeah. mean dick. Shit. Like, yeah. we had... Murphy and Black, which is electric. We had Rey Mysterio and Andrade, which was electric. And then you give us, like, all these other bullshit matches. Like, how am I supposed to invest in the Viking Raiders if they go through and squash half the teams? You have a triple threat tag team match for them, and they just run through. It's like, this It's fucking stupid, man. Like, how is it that... You have these three great teams battling in a triangle, and you say, all right, well, Street Profits yeah. can beat the Good Brothers, who can beat the Viking Raiders, who beat the Street Profits. Let's just put them all together, and we'll just fuck them up. Like, you squash all these great opportunities you have. The women's division is abysmal. Abysmal. It sucks. I'm sorry. Becky Lynch, you are amazing on the show. I love hearing you out there. But what the Fuck, man. Like, <laughs> you only have one storyline per yeah. female. Like, that's crazy. Like, we can, like, at least on SmackDown, right? If you have the whole storyline with Lacey Evans, but then you at least got Mandy baking yes. fucking cakes for Otis. Like, yes. if you guys didn't watch SmackDown on Friday night, that happened. But at least you get, like, multiple women involved in some storylines and then. In Raw, it's like, nope, all right, so Becky's the title, and unless your friends, our friends are enemies, we're going we're gonna to just not even worry about you on the show. It's just, there's so much, like, talent on a roster. I don't know how come you can't build, how come you can't just build stories to build stories? Like, Ricochet and, I don't care, Cedric Alexander have a story because, look, they legitimately are friends, and now they want to see who's better, and you can just push that story that way. You don't have to have everything for a title, but it's like, like you can't have like AJ and Randy Orton's story is a perfect example. Of what I want to see with more wrestlers, they're not fighting for a title; they're just fighting because they want to know who's better. But no, we have to have all these goddamn squash matches. Like, oh, here's Johnny Ringo, a local enhancement talent versus Ricochet. Who's gonna win? Uh, I'm taking Johnny for some reason because I hope that you aren't taking Ricochet. Like. But no, Ricochet wins. And it's like, you deal with this for three hours, and not to mention, half the roster tries to cut a promo, and they're just like, uh, I forgot my line. Uh, uh. So to me, that's, that's a problem, is that you're trying to jam too much. You're not having enough time in your wrestling matches, and you want to focus on all these talents, but you just stick them in a squash match. Fans will try to care about them. Like, we can't invest in nobody. You don't even invest in the show. Sorry. That's a lot. My man, Cliff, let out all his grief even just just now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Chris? Uh, Yeah, Lesnar's not the problem. He's one of the highlights of the show, going into what Cliff says. Because when Brock Lesnar's on... No matter what he's doing, it's interesting. Whether you like it, 
you don't like it. It's interesting. It just is, because when Brock shows up, you're like, Shit, oh boy, what's he, like, what's he going to do now? And that's, that's what's missing in wrestling, is when you watch the show, you don't feel that sense of anything can happen anymore. But with Brock, you feel that. Whether he's going to you know, show up at the end of the Rumble, or he pops up at Money in the Bank to win it. He's breakdancing on Raw. He's killing Dominic Mysterio. You know what I mean? Right. And you, we, we don't get a lot of that anymore. But that's the stuff that makes the show interesting. So if anything, I think Brock is a bright spot on Raw more than a hindrance. And safe here. To piggyback on the Brock thing, we never know. What do you think about this? This is thought. Here we go. What if Brock at the Rumble? (laughs) Like someone comes out, let's just say, uh, let's just use Keith Lee. Keith Lee comes out. Yeah. And Brock's like, oh, nah, fuck that. And eliminates himself. Yeah. Tell me. That's so much heat. That is. That's good. Can I tell you the fans? Would boo this man? Just an idea. Just they wouldn't just. There. But the problem that you'll have with that is that you kill like everything that Brock is about. Because Brock, even though he's like a tactical person at times, he's very like he doesn't fear a lot of people, right? Because right. like even Big Show, like he ran out and beat the shit out of Big Show with the steel chair. Like he just he's smart about how he's gonna fight, but he just runs in there, he just beats the shit out of people. Like, to see him bounce at the ring, you kill all that noise. The beast would now become, like, the pup. Bitch. Because, yeah, he just wouldn't. He would be beauty. That's what he is. Even though he's not really that pretty. He would just be beauty. He wouldn't even be the beast. He would just be, he would just be the, the light guy. After all that. Okay, okay. So, here's my take on Brock. I think Brock is the best thing in part of The best thing in WWE. I do. I've always said that. I never disliked Brock, even when the whole part-timer, the belt not being on Raw's shenanigans went down, even though it's still going down. <laughs> but that, that's not that big a deal. It's not. Right. Exactly. That's not as big a deal as people try to make it out to be. Right. Brock is the most credible and believable champion in yes. WWE. When you Brock see has- when you see Brock Lesnar, and he's beating somebody's ass, you really feel like feel it, yeah. he's beating someone's ass. Right. You don't feel like he's a wrestler, you know, play fighting. When he was throwing around Dominic, oh my god, that was hard to watch, because it's like, oh my god, like why is he doing that to him? Like that was insane. Right. Right. When Brock is in there. Brock feels dangerous. I remember at SummerSlam when he split Orton's head open with I his was elbow. About to bring that up. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> or I also wouldn't mind to see when Orton he F five Seth on on the uh, on the stretcher 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're, seeing, we're seeing Seth get put in the ambulance, and we're thinking the ambulance is going to drive away because that's what always happens. We always see that. We're not expecting the ambulance to stop Brock to rip the door open, pull Seth out, and have five him. Yeah, Brock, <laughs> is Brock feels dangerous. It feels like when Brock is on the show, Brock does whatever he wants, even though right. we know it's written. But it feels like Brock is doing whatever he wants. Because he doesn't do what everyone else does. So he feels right. different. Brock is money either way. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. Cliff was saying, when Brock Lesnar shows up on Raw, people tune in. Yeah. It's fast. I'm not an avid Raw watcher anymore. I can't do it. But when, when Brock is on, or they announce him, or I get a notification that Brock showed up, oh, you sure as hell know. I'm putting on USA and seeing what's going on. Brock is a ratings draw. If anything, Brock is the solution for Monday Night Raw. I don't think he's a problem. He's he's the solution. Like everything else is the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you look at a problem from Raw, it's not Brock. It's everything else. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. If- if I were to sit here and really try to make a list of like all the things that I think Raw could improve upon, uh, Lesnar wouldn't be on that list. Yep. And little JJ, your takes on Brock? Brock the issue? Uh, like you guys said, I don't think Brock is the issue. Honestly, Raw is just boring. Like Raw is just a boring show. There's nothing that's really interesting besides Brock Lesnar. There's nothing really entertaining, really, uh, about the show ex- except for Brock. And, you know, Brock barely shows up, which I kind of hate. Yes, I'm one of those guys. Part-timers. I hate him. They're never here. He's not a defending champion. Yada, yada, yada. But, yeah. Brock isn't the problem. And Brock, like like you said, Chaz, is a ratings he, – he draws ratings. Like, when when Brock is there, I want to watch to see what kind of what kind of BS he's going to do this week. Like, is he going to steal candy from a baby or something? I don't know. Like, he just he – just, like, as Justin said, it feels like – even though it's scripted, Brock feels like he does whatever he wants because he is different. He does things differently than other wrestlers do. So – Honestly, I just think it comes down to the creative team. They have to find ways to get some of the talent, like some interesting stories to do or something. Or maybe they pitch ideas in or something. I, but Brock is a solution. But he can't be the only solution. Yeah. Right, he can't be the only solution. Because you know he's not there every week, number one. <laughs> Fucking part-timer. Yeah, you know. He's not a defending champion. And I got a gripe with that, though, about the defending champion because they're not every week. (laughs) Conor McGregor, UFC, and boxing, they don't defend their titles every month. Because it's real life fighting. Exactly. (laughs) At the height of boxing in the 80s when Hogan was champ and Ric Flair was champ, they were not on TV every week. Right. TV like every three weeks. Don't tell the marks that. Then they lose credibility. No. You know what? Because all three of you 
are going to agree with me. I'm just going to change my stance purposely. Brock is the problem. You want to know why Brock is the problem? Because he's not on the show every week, okay? You know why he's not on the show every week? Because he's too busy to go around having his goddamn asparagus, baked potato, and well-done steak and try to act like he's going to be somebody. But he's not, okay? He got knocked the fuck out in the UFC, and then he came back and laid on top of another dude to give himself more credibility, and then he's an unsafe worker by going around and punching people in real life. Remember what he did to John Cena? Busting up his mouth? Remember what he did to Randy Orton? Busting up his head? It's all Brock's fault. The talent is too scared to actually do anything because they're afraid that if they do, Brock Lesnar is going to come in and beat the fuck out of them, <laughs> and that's why they don't do it, okay? That's the reason why they're not around. That's the reason why ratings go down, because Brock's like, you know what? I'm going to be a selfish asshole. I don't want to be on the show, even though I know that I'm going to be the only credible thing up here. That's why Raw sucks, and it's all Brock's fault. Fuck Brock. Fuck Paul. Fuck Vince. That's what it is. All right? Fuck every one of you that think that I'm wrong, because earlier my opinion is now invalid, because I think Brock Lesnar is the issue. Fuck you guys. Well, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Cliff's Tony Khan check must have cleared just now. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. And I'm grateful that it did. Thank you, Tony Khan. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, that's the debate topic for the day. Um, we're going to move to Tony Khan check. That's going to be the one. Oh, that's going to be the one. So, we're going to do a segment. One of the losers of the week. So, with all the wrestling going on, someone's got to win, someone's got to lose. So, with all the wrestling you have consumed over the week, you young Jedi wrestling Padawans, who are your winners and losers? We'll go around, we'll start with Cliff, little JJ, me, and then Mr. Idol, you will finish us off. So Cliff, winners and losers of the week. Um, I think my winner of the week has to be Naito. Like, I don't know if it still counts because it's technically Sunday when we watch the show. So wow, okay, no, I'm a, I'll give it. To you. Hey, yes, I'm gonna take Naito. <laughs> that's that's the winner of the week. Woo! Um, and honestly, like. Shit, I'm trying to think of like loser of the week. Um, hey, let's be real, Chris Jericho. Okay, you're the loser of the week. I'm sorry, man. You had an opportunity to sign John Moxley, you didn't, and then you ate a champagne bottle in the face for it. Okay, I'm sorry, bro. I love your matches, I love your segments, but this time you just didn't have what it takes to sign John Moxley, even that Ford GT. 500 series that you keep claiming is a million dollar car and it's not <laughs> it's it's seventy five hundred thousand. thank you so yeah he changed it he changed it he changes uh the value of it on wednesday i i, I, I caught that receipts <laughs> <laughs> we have receipts but sorry sir and then worst of all you took the champagne bottle to the face and then you got hit with paradigm shift and i'm gonna have to say that you took two l's that night and, uh, yeah, so you're my loser of the week. <laughs> All right, Cliff got Chris Jericho as a loser. And then Naito as the winner of the week. All right, little JJ. Okay. So, yeah, for, for the winners, I'm stuck with two people. 
But you want to? I, I guess I'm gonna pick Moxley as the winner of the week. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I, I I thought he was actually gonna get signed. Yeah, they fooled me. They fooled they, me. They, th- that was they. F- <laughs> yeah, they fooled me. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I don't get fooled anymore nowadays. <sighs> Oh, that was just oh, that was that was gold. Moxley's the winner of the week, winner of the month, winner of the first quarter of the twenty twenty twenty. Oh, it was perfect. It was either between that or Otis. <laughs> I love that. Otis. I love the Otis. <laughs> <laughs> you in this tongue noise? Listen, people don't watch this; they hear it. They listen to podcasts, and all they're going to hear is you slurping. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's parent is gonna to listen to their children listening to this and all they're gonna hear is <laughs> And you're gonna get you're gonna lose the listeners. Josh, I told you you can't do that on this show. I'm sorry, I couldn't I am sorry, I couldn't help it. This one's for children. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Oh these guys. Alright, who's the loser of the week? Ah, uh, shoot. Oh, uh, God. That's a, that's a good question. Who is the loser? I want to be different. I don't want to say Chris Jericho. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what is this telling my boy Chris Jericho today? <laughs> like, oh, oh my God. God. Jericho. <laughs> you know what? You know, fuck it, fat Jericho, loser, loser, take this fat L, loser, loser. You thought you could sign Moxley, and that's why you are a loser, 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 loser. I can say it in African too, loser. You are a loser. Chris Jericho is a loser. All righty then. I can say it in British too. You want me to do British? I'd rather you not. <laughs> no. But you're going to do it anyway. Uh, okay. Okay. I got to get my British accent right. Okay. So, Ty. So, Lusa. That <laughs> sounds like the African. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, my winner and loser of the week. Um, winner of the week. Hmm. I got to go to Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Woo. NXT. Uh, the one contender for the North American Championship. Champion, yeah. I loved everything, but one thing about that match. Okay. But I can, yeah, I can speak by it. Um, but yeah, Keith Lee is like it. We all know the push he's getting. It's it's deserved. And yeah, Keith Lee. That's my winner for the week, and my loser for the week. He's not Chris Jericho. Should be Jericho. He's a loser. No. Oh, it's actually Tim fat. Storm. Uh, oh. Tim Storm, NWA. He gets my L of the week. Because now, you got to deal with Big Papa Pump. Scott Steiner. But he's got like a 33 and a third percent chance of winning. If y'all would have let me, I had the joke coming. And y'all just, <laughs> y'all just trying to take my shot. I had the joke coming. 
<laughs> Look at y'all going into business for yourselves. Look at y'all. Look at y'all, a bunch of wrestlers. Look at y'all are, a bunch of selfish wrestlers going into business for yourselves. It was my turn to talk. I let y'all speak. <laughs> Damn. Clifton ruined my joke. He jumped the gun. Shit. Now I'm mad. Let's see. My winner of the week, I would have to say, hmm. You know what? I'm going to go with Will Ospreay. I'm going to go with Will Ospreay. He is my winner of the week. That match he had was fire. I liked it. It was. It was (laughs) great. It was a great match. That heel of his wasn't on fire, though. And you know what? It's a good thing the match took place in Japan, because if it happened here, he'd have got four and three quarters. Four, four, three quarters, yep. There you go. I, <laughs> I, I, I knew that Melton Joe was coming. Yeah. And let's see, my loser of the week? It kind of is Jericho. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Jericho. You know who the, lo- the real loser of the week? Every goddamn group in AEW. What the fuck? The inner circle... <laughs> Failed to sign Moxley. The Blade, the Butcher, the Bunny, they got laid out by DDP in 2019. 2020. The Dark Order, I still don't know why they're employed. The Nightmare. I have never seen such a group of people that I have not. It, like, what? Who the who the fuck is Luther? Who the fuck is Luther? The only Luther I want to see on television is Luther Vandross, and he. Ain't. <laughs> Oh my god, this dude just said Luther Vandross. Like, like, oh my Like, just, I was done with all the groups in AEW this week. They all get the L. Every single one of them. If you're in a group and you work at that company, you get the big fat L. Wow. Fun fun fact, I was actually going to say Tessa was my loser of the week. I I was going to say that too. I found it a little bit more compelling to say that, uh, Jericho had to be <laughs> Well, I think Tessa gets an overall big ass L. Yeah. Tessa's getting Tessa the L of the month. Yeah. Monthly wrap up. Yeah, monthly wrap up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely gets an L. Um, well, that's the show, guys. That's another show in the books. All right. Yeah. We got through another one. Yeah, yeah. We got, we're two weeks in. Um, I'm surprised that uh, everyone's here. Listen, y'all, I bet $50 that this time in two months, this will be a two-man show. I don't know who's the two, but listen. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, yeah, this is the three count, guys. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us this long. Um, it was a bunch of old crap as always. But hey, that's how the three count goes. Um, I'd like to remind you that give us an honest review. Tell us if you like the show. Tell us if you suck. Let's just think my voice is annoying. Or you think little JJ is stupid. I am very stupid. Or Cliff is white. Like, <laughs> give us an opinion. Give us a five-star review. Don't give us four and three quarters. Definitely like 
Give us seven stars. Seven? Yes. All right. Yeah. We got. We got to go. We got to break. Yes. No, no. That's when we record internationally. Oh uh, yes, we can, we gotta be in Japan. We gotta be in Japan for that. All right, bet. So when we go to Wrestle Kingdom next year. Exactly. We'll, yeah, okay, bet. Cool. But yeah, make sure you guys check us out on all podcasts, streaming sites, apps, whatever you kids use. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everything else. We're all there. We're all there. Send us, send us your question. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. You got a question for us? We're kind of smart. You know what we talk about. I mean, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah? Hey. So, yeah, send, send us, us your questions. Tell us what you think. Also, if you, you know a wrestling fan, send them our, send them our, send them our Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your grandpa. Tell Aunt Billy Joe. Aunt Billy Joe. Billy Joe? Billy Joe. Listen, it's a weird world we live in, y'all. We don't listen to Watch somebody can be like, Aunt Billy Joe. Talking about my Aunt Billy Joe. Exactly. Hi, Aunt Billy Joe. Hi. Anyway, but yeah, guys, subscribe to us. Send the word out. If you want more stuff from us, let us know. Um, We'll be back next Sunday. Recording another episode. We'll be doing our Royal Rumble predictions. <laughs> so we'll see who's winning the Rumble, who's coming in. And, well, we know who's coming in number one. But who's going to be number 15? Who's going to be number 30? Who's surprise entrance we got? All that. So Royal Rumble special. So make sure to tune in next week. And uh, be on the lookout for that. So let's end this off. I'm Chaz Evans here with... Chris Idol, Cliff Red Dog Miller, and Little JJ saying hasta la vista next week and peace out. Chris Jericho's fat. <laughs>